There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss the shows on the Sci-Fi channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And tonight we'll be discussing episode four of season four of The Magicians. Okay. Definitely getting some more adult content. Just a little. Because it's getting kind of crazy, too. Yeah. Well, I think this was a really nice setup episode, actually, because almost everything that happened has a purpose. Yes. And we're finally closing some loops. Right. So it really makes me wonder, because obviously you guys have seen it. That's why you're listening to us. Otherwise... Go watch this first. Yes. Because we get to find out what the heck the quickening is. Yep. It wasn't a Highlander thing. No. So, and we get to actually find out what happened to Josh and how he even got this sexually transmitted lycanthropy. Yeah. (laughs) So that was interesting. And just some of the stuff that happened, it was like, what? And there's one in particular, I'm kind of shocked that. The witness protection spell didn't find a way to help. Right. (laughs) Which we'll, of course, talk about. But before we get there, let's talk about the ratings, shall we? All right. Episode three brought in a 0.20 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.615 million viewers, making it the 41st overall cable show for the day, which is up quite a bit from episode two. Yeah, not bad. Now I think everyone realizes it's back. Right. and. I'm shocked. We have a live plus seven days for episode one. Oh my gosh, we haven't seen that in I don't know how long. Yeah. Tied for 18th in adults 18 to 49. Total gain going from a 0.2 to a 0.5 for an increase of 0.3. It tied for sixth in adults 18 to 49 percentage gain, increasing by 150%. It was 22nd in viewers total gain going from 0.611 to 1.380 million viewers for an increase of 0.769 million viewers. And it was eighth in viewers percentage gain, increasing by 126%. That's pretty impressive. That's more like we're used to. So yeah. Those that are screaming that the ratings are down, no, they're not. They're doing just fine. Thank you, because we're getting numbers from Live Plus 7 and over a million viewers and a 0.5 and adults 18 to 49. That's where we want to be. Yeah. Like I said, I think it just finally everyone realized, oh, yeah, it's back. So right. everybody's catching up. All right. Let's get into Mary Fuck Kill. Josh gives Margot a muffin and Julia drinks schnapps. What? Can you be okay. any Seriously. All right. Sci-Fi, can you just hire me to, yeah. to do your... Your little synopsis. Because I know I can't do worse than this. Right. 
You literally just said two moments, not even a, like encompassing everything. No. Wow. Okay. Well, let's jump into it. Yeah. Well, we open with not Elliot staring at what he removed from Bacchus as Josh is making muffins. We still don't know what this is, and it doesn't look as bright now. No, it's definitely hardened and dark. Now, do you think that's because he's holding it or because it was taken out? It's not thriving? I mean, like I, I have no idea. Right, and neither does not Elliot, but I think it is because it was taken out. Okay, so maybe it's I think it was dying? removed from the monster and put into each of the gods to keep it safe and alive. Okay. So I think I have a feeling not Elliot's basically killing himself. It's really interesting. They took from him. Yeah. It's really interesting the theories that have kind of been floating around too on like the Facebook page, Magician's Facebook page, and just all over Twitter because people are trying to figure out who he is right and you know what the thing he's looking for could be and uh some people were thinking it's like he's pandora and this is various pieces of the box which right. i think that's a bit of a stretch <laughs> yeah just a little and there was one out there that he was like a primordial god i think chaos right and this is bits of him that they separated so the world wouldn't be in just total chaos so right. i'm like I'm really interested to see where this is going because I've not gotten past the first book yet. And I don't know if they're even talking about this in the book at all. Right. So if any of you know, if this is something from the book specifically, please let us know at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com because I am really interested or what your theory is to what God he is or what it is, because it seems that it's a big deal that it's since. Sorry. Okay. Let's jump back in. Sorry. (laughs) So Penny 23 questions Josh about baking, and Josh tells him they're for Quentin. He just lost his father, and that he just helped kill a friend, and he's not real happy about it. So Margot comes in and tries to convince Darth Elliot to take another body, but he just poofs out. Oh, she was like, why don't you take something, you know, last longer? Yeah, not human, even. Right, and I'm Hillary, but I thought she was going to lose it. Oh, yeah. So later, Josh offers her a muffin, and she's surprised by how well it tastes. That was kind of funny. Ball of carbs. Right. And we see Josh noticing how sexy Margot is, but then starts to change into a wolf, which jumps on top of Margot. And I'm like, oh, my God, is this real? Is it not real? Right. Because then when he wakes up in bed and there's blood, I'm like, oh, my God, was that real? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> what did you do to Margot? Yeah, I'm like, is this all a dream? I don't know. Right. We don't, so weird. Yeah, we don't even find out for a while. The next day, Julia asks Q if he wants her to go with him, and he tells her that he missed the funeral, and nothing she says to his mom is going to change that. I don't know. I would probably still want my friend there. I mean, it's better More to have likely, support. But if your mom is always going to treat you like a kid that's always breaking things, then no, I don't think I'd want my friends seeing me humiliated like that by my mother. But they've been friends for a really long time. Oh, so yeah, that's true. I mean, she's always seen what his mom was like. Right. Yeah. She was the only one that would know that. 
But he asks about her, and she tells him she's going to go through all of Marina's stolen books to see if she can find out why she's indestructible but can't do magic. Cut back to Josh, who's trying to clean up the mess. Penny 23 comes in and figures out what's going on with Josh and the quickening. He's like, is that blood? (laughs) On your face? (laughs) Unfortunately, Julia interrupts, asking for help, and Josh mentions the Monads might be able to help her out, and Penny agrees to take her back to Bacchus's camp. I was wondering if the Maenads were going to come back into play at all, just because Darth Elliot didn't kill Bacchus's Maenads. There we go. So I, I kind of figured they'd have to come back into play. Right. Okay, well, we'll cut over to Team Library, and we see that the person who grabbed Alice is none other than Christopher Plubber. Oh, my God. Yeah. I thought you were dead. Yeah. (laughs) And he tells her he's been living in hiding from the librarians and apologizes for grabbing her. Alice knows who he is. He's the one that molested Martin Chatwin, which turned him into the beast. And started this whole craptastic journey. Yes. He wants her help, and he knows why she didn't leave with Santa and wants to make a deal taking her to the revision room for her help getting to a new world where he can be happy. Yeah, I think Alice and I, I want to see a world where you are happy. Right. And of course, they discuss that they've both done things that they've regretted, but Alice feels like she doesn't deserve to be happy. Uh, yeah, come on, Alice. That's been Alice all along, but if Christopher Plover can find a way to forgive himself for what he's done, now, of course... Martin tortured him for years and years and years, so he kind of felt like he's probably paid back his transgressions in full and then some. Mm, I don't know about that personally, but... Right. Well, he does. I didn't say everybody does. (laughs) Yeah, no, you can't pay back molesting a child. It's impossible. But at least he has found a way to feel like he deserves happiness. And what Alice has done is nothing nearly as bad as what Plubber did. No. And so, why can't she? That needs to be something that kind of get. that needs to be an earworm for her. And Alice finally agrees to the deal and gets into the revision room and gets the books. Yeah, it was really neat because when they're there, Plubber tells her, okay, yeah, because I found this magic to be able to to just write everything because I was following magic and not writing my books like I was supposed to. He's like, but you can't get the discipline again. Right. Not if you can bend light. So I thought that was really neat. Season one. Right. We really haven't heard all since then. Right. Actually, like since, was it even the first episode? Yeah. Maybe second. (laughs) So it's been early, but we still haven't seen Jewel State, which I forgot to mention. Right. That at the end of the last episode, that was swearing when she seen Santa was right. Jewel State. Yes, <laughs> Firefly, and yes. I just love that she's in there. And I think she's going to be back. And I I, I'm not 100. percent so. I want her to have more lines, of course. Right. <laughs> but I don't think we've seen her. But then again, like I didn't catch it the first time I watched. No, it didn't. Have them in the room. Right. Well, you weren't the only one because. And I'm a big Jewel State fan, and it just went right over my head. I guess it was because she was dressed up looking 
like she was from the 40s that it just didn't register to me. Yeah. So, of course, we get our first kick in the teeth as Alice reads Q's book and informs Plover that Q is going to die in a couple of weeks. What? Yeah. Hold on a minute here. We can't have that happening. Oh? So, we know Alice is going to have to get out of there somehow and make it quick. So, let's cut over to Team Goddess, and we see Julia and Penny23 arrive at Bacchus's camp, and they find Shoshana about to hang herself because she doesn't have a god to serve. Okay, we do have to talk about the Morris, though, for a second. Okay. Because... Oh my gosh, get an entire forest to the walk of shame? Yeah. It's like this whole place is sticky. I was like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Must have been a hell of a party. Yeah, absolutely it was. Now, Julia tells her that she was a goddess but gave away her powers. Can't do magic, which convinces Sushana to check her claim, but reading Julia's aura is inconclusive. And oh my god. God, that was hilarious. <laughs> oh, she's like, are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Shoshana, who's just walking up being like, hey, hey, hey. Yeah. I don't think anybody. Right. So Shoshana tells them that the only way is to have a true believer bathe her feet with oil while being totally naked. That was really funny and awkward. Oh, my God, it was. But, of course, Julia. Like, I, I can't do it because I don't believe in you. Right. God, I know where this is going. Right. And then suddenly just, that was a little too quick, Penny. Yeah. Just like, little... at least look a little more embarrassed about it. I don't know, something. Well, he made up for it once he was oh. there, that's for sure. When the ceremony was going on, I was really expecting, this sounds horrible, but I was expecting Julia to kind of, like, look down and be like, oh, <laughs> you know, just like... <laughs> Like, I expected some comment, like, Penny's like, oh, crap. Right. You know, just anything. Like, we all know what I'm getting at. But it didn't happen. No. Yes. You Julia, can touch my boobs. <laughs> light and, and laugh a little bit and be like, you know, this is weird for me, too. Right. But she was handling it so much better than Penny was. Oh, my gosh. Penny was something else. And you could just see the difference. This is so weird because you have our Penny, Penny 23, and then when he was the DJ. Right. And just how different all the characters are. Yeah. And that's, that's amazing. something we loved having with Orphan Black. And we know how much the actors enjoy being able to play different characters. So, yeah, this has been awesome so far. Now, of course, they take the oil to Shoshana. She looks at it and murky. Oh. Right? I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. And Julia gives her a jab and all of a sudden a blue flame comes off it and she tells Julia that she has so much power she doesn't need magic. Again, what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> Explain, please. Right, but no. She bends get an a knee and she has a new deity to serve. Yeah, and we didn't mention the other main ads apparently all ran off. Right. So she was the last one left. Now that she's following Julia, how is she going to get other main ads then? Because, I mean, aren't there supposed to be a bunch that help the goddess? Right. There was a whole bunch that 
you know, like Josh said, the, the magic B12 shot to bring Bacchus back when he was completely blitzed. Well, I mean, at least Shoshana doesn't have to get like wasted and help Juliana that way. Right. So this will be curious to see how this plays out as well. Yeah. Are they going to really bring interested. her back to uh, New York? And I don't know. Will she be able to travel to New York? Right. Hmm. And is Julia still, what was she, Our Lady of the Trees? Right. I wonder if that's what she still is or not. Yep. So let's move along to Team Monster. And Q enters his father's man cave with his mom in tow. And they go back and forth about why he missed the funeral. And she is still treating him like a child that always screws things up. She informs him that she divorced his dad because he was too normal. And he didn't end up having any friends because no one showed up at the funeral. I'm sorry. But with everything, first of all, okay, you're divorced and you probably didn't want to do this, but you have some kind of feeling for him, whatever. But that was the shittiest thing you can say, especially when Q's aren't even like, I'm sorry I wasn't there because obviously we know why. Right. But come on, you as a parent, you're supposed to be a little more understanding. It was like, to me, she was like a second or third stepmom who didn't right. really care you know like <laughs> exactly. this is your child my god yeah and apparently she married another woman so so what that's gonna make her cold and no, distant i'm like not at what all, the but... hell lady <laughs> yeah but of course feel- she- you know what now if it was her wife you know who really had no like this fight is a bad way to say it but you know what i mean right like you know no emotional connection at all I guess I can see, you know, this cold and distant attitude. Right. But it's Q's mom. Yeah. But apparently she's been that way her whole life to him, so. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe this is her way of person. Yeah, could be. Now, she informs him that she has a guy that wants the stuff, but it has to be boxed by tomorrow, and Q tells her that he's got it. And later on, we see Darth Elliot pop in, telling Q he's bored, and Q tells him he's almost done. Darth Elliot picks up one of Q's father's planes and tosses it against the door and breaks it. Uh-oh, this isn't going to end well. I thought Q was going to, like, fire up some crazy magic all of a sudden. Oh, yeah. Pull a Julia and all of a sudden be a god killer again. Right? Now, of course, they have a discussion about Darth Elliot not understanding Q's feelings for his parents. Which, if you boil it all down, this is exactly what Darth Elliot is going through. The gods are his parents, and he feels spited. Okay, I see that. Q finally picks up a plane and throws it against the wall, and then both of them start throwing planes. So they basically destroy all of his dad's planes. It's like, okay, maybe this is what he... And... I was cool with it the next moment with Darth Elliot. Right, because Darth asked him if it made him feel better as he enjoyed it and informs Q that Elliot is dead. And right there, the look that, oh my God, Jason Ralph had, like his face just fell. Yeah. Oh, it was like heartbreaking. Absolutely. This was was about as bad what we experienced in Deadly Class with Billy explaining. Right. You know what, what happened? Because 
in that one, Billy had emotion, but it, it was like the other end of the spectrum. You have Darth Elliot having zero emotion and just explaining this. And then like, oh, yeah, and I felt the soul leave and blah, blah, blah. It's like, what yeah. the hell? And it's like, how do you react to that? There's like no way to react. No, he can't. Because his life is in danger. Right. Absolutely it is. He can't even, yeah, there's nothing Q can do in that moment than just kind of look at him dumbfounded. Right. Wow. Yeah. So hopefully Q will figure out that Darth Elliot has got parent problems in time to save his own life. I hope so. So now let's go to Team Lycan. Josh goes to break bills and talks with the professor that he apparently got infected from. Okay, so first of all, I don't think professors are supposed to be sleeping with their students. Yeah. <laughs> you totally knew what you were doing. Oh, absolutely she did. That's even like more messed up. Yeah. She just spreading this play all over break bills. Oh my gosh. How many other people are infected? Right. Of course, he wants to know what's happening to him, and she tells him it's like a curse. But fortunately, it only happens every 30 years or so. Oh, really? I don't believe it. Now, maybe the quickening does, but every time you sleep with somebody, you're giving it to them. Right. And, of course, she informs him that the curse wants to infect other people via sex or to kill someone. One or the other. You're either going to give me the satisfaction of killing something or you're going to spread me around. What? Yeah. (laughs) Tells her. He will just lock himself up, and she tells him that he will rip himself to shreds doing that. Oh, great. There's no way out of this. Right. Of course, he asks if she's done anything, and she goes, of course. Why do you think I'm so calm? Lady, you're right up there with Mayakovsky, I think. Right? I'm messed up. Very messed up. Especially if she's like, just you tinder. It's like, (laughs) oh my god, so you're just going to infect people? Who aren't even part of the magical world, so they really don't know what's going on. Yeah. And then I start thinking, here's weird random. Okay, does that mean all these like brutal serial killers were infected with like lycanthropy in their world? Who knows? Maybe. Might be an explanation. I had when I was watching this, but it did. <laughs> yeah. So later, Josh tells Margo what's going on with him, and he doesn't know what to do. So Margo takes charge and tells him they're going to fix it. First, she offered up Todd. Right. Because he owes me. <laughs> My yeah, there was plenty of people at break bills that she wouldn't mind not having around anymore. Right. But poor Todd, man. Every time she's like, I don't think he owes you this much. Right. <laughs> And so they go through Marina's books, and Margot finds something from an Indonesian tribe which might work, but her Indonesian needs to be improved. Of course, Josh phones goes off, and it's an Uber alert, and he realizes that Isaac had sex with one of his rides and has to go tell her what's going on. That's messed up. Yeah. But holy crap. Yeah. We find out what happens to a normal human that's not involved in magic. Josh shows up at the girl's apartment and tells her that he's Isaac's friend and that Isaac has laryngitis and all his fingers are broken. So he can't call and he can't text. That sounds totally right. Yeah. 
finally tells him that she's been freaking out the last couple of days and the mess isn't too bad, is it? Oh my god. So he goes into her bedroom and it just is sick. Dismembered body pieces everywhere. Uh, And then just like, was it part of the leg just falls off the bed? Right, off the bed. (laughs) And Josh just goes, oh my god. So when he meets back up with Margot, she tells him that she's figured out the spell and they need a Komodo dragon. And guess what? Kanye West has one in his place in New York, so they head off to steal it. Okay. (laughs) And we see him later that night. They somehow got to meet Kanye, so they kind of got caught, but didn't get caught. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Margot performs the ceremony. But it fails, and Josh almost attacks Margot. Got the sex drive in overdrive right now. Yeah, he had to go take it. Yeah, with a tree. But it should be enough to get him back to their place. Josh locks himself into a cage, willing to die so that no one gets hurt. Of course, Margot isn't having any of that and locks herself into the cage with him. Oh my gosh. I was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yes, what are you doing, Margo? And when she's just like, can't help you. We tried. This isn't working, but I can give consent. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Holy moly. And he didn't want to. At least it seemed like it. No. He's like, I don't want to give this to anybody. Right. He's already seen what one person that he didn't realize he did. What happened to her? So he surely doesn't want this to happen to Margot. Right. He kind of likes her. And she likes him. And, of course, the quickening apparently makes Josh a really good kisser. Well, or he might have always been a really good kisser, and she just didn't know. Yeah, but when he's just like, yeah, I know. Yeah. (laughs) What? Yeah. Dude, seriously? That's why I kind of thought it was before the quickening, because... That might be the one thing that he feels like he's good at. (laughs) That was just funny when he's like, oh, yeah. And, of course, they apparently have sex. Of course, Josh is concerned about what is going to happen to Margot, but she doesn't care because it will happen in another 33 years. But, Margot, you can't have sex without giving this to whoever you're having sex with. And we know how much you like your sex. And that's why Josh is like, so are we like a couple? Like, I think they might be. She seemed happier. In a, than she's been in a really ever, long time. Ever. Yeah. And it was like, oh my God, is this really happening? Right. <laughs> so I feel like, you know, obviously they kept showing like there was a slow connection coming and right. this is the connection Margot needed right now. And at, you know, the very end, Josh is like, I'm really sorry. We couldn't help Elliot. Right. And, you know, ultimately, she's like, so am I, because, but I had to help you. I didn't want to lose another friend. Right. And it's like, oh, okay, you're going to kind of pull the heartstrings. Yeah. And then it got worse. Yeah. Because all of a sudden, we're in the middle of the daytime. We see Elliot standing in the break bill's courtyard. And you know it's Elliot, because he's all done up. Elliot's dress. Lovely. Yes. Yes. The way Elliot dresses. Yes. And, of course, there's nobody in sight. 
And so he screams for Margot, and he just goes, Yeah, it's like the dagger's twisting. And it was so weird, though. As they pull out, it looks like it's turning into almost like a, a line drawing. Right. Because, like, everything goes kind of out of focus and then loses color, and then you just see, like, pencil, like, like it's a, um almost like cartoons. Right. And I'm like, oh, no, what is this? I mean, we know Elliot is obviously still alive somewhere in, in the monster. Right. Or vice versa, whatever. But the fact that it's like the world is kind of disappearing around him, I don't know if it means that he's losing himself or is it possibly starting to expand for him? Like he's just realizing what's going on and he's trying to fight his way back. You know, we don't know which way it's going. Right. Yeah, yeah we I, don't know what, what Elliot thinks right. is happening to him. If he can remember that, yes, the monster took over, you know, took over him or not. And maybe with the world kind of going that way, it will allow him to realize that, yes, he's still alive, but he's not in control. Right. It's got me worried, though. Oh, yeah. We could actually completely lose Elliot. We could now Q's supposed to die in a couple weeks. What is happening? <laughs> Holy crap. Well, what do you guys think about this episode? Shoot us an email at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com. That's S-Y-F-Y talk. Let us know what you think. Let us know your theories, especially with Elliot, because I'm really interested there. And while you're at it, if you can rate review us on iTunes and every other platform you find us on, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends about the show. I. I'm really like hard pressed to believe that you haven't got your friends to watch all of Magicians so far because it's amazing. Yes. And if you want to check out our website, www.fangirlzone.com, you can check out random stuff that we post there. And then it also has our links for our Facebook and Twitter and everywhere that we are. And you can see all of our fun photos if you head over to Instagram as well. And for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I am Sean Fangirless. And I'm Steve. We're going to find a way out of this thing, or we'll die trying. And until next time.